and welcome to the Mata PG Podcast with Fredo Boris and the Tag of McClatch. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this is brought to you by the Mash Brewery in Bunbury, Bunbury Brewery. Mash. <laughs> <laughs> the Mash Brewery, Bunbury? Uh, the Bun- ma- Mash Bunbury. Mash Bunbury? Uh, mash Bunbury. But, oh. it's a, but it is a brewery. It's a brewery. It's a brewery. Yes. Because they sent us these wonderful beers. They did, and they, they, they don't like it. It's like the craft shit. They, they taste beautiful. I'm going to give them the magic word right now so we get that out of the way. No, no okay. let's do it but later. This is for this. No, no, no. You can fucking go for now. The, the, okay. They're, go, they're, well, they're all going to sit here because our special guest is very special. He's waiting. That's all right. <laughs> He's worth waiting for. He is worth waiting for. He's worth for. waiting for. The magic word, bitches, for your free beer with your meal at Mash Bunbury is Lorenzo. Oh. So you've got to walk up to the counter. Order your lunch and say Lorenzo and you get a free beer. That's right. And which date is this? When did they do this? This one's the 17th. On the 17th. Saturday the 17th Saturday of December. the 17th of December. Okay. Okay. Right. right. I'd like to and, welcome. And hang on. Before yeah. you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're four beers in, right? Yeah. So for those who haven't been playing along, we're, we're, <laughs> it's, it's Saturday and we're in the studio and we're recording about five shows in one day. Yes. And we're going to release them throughout December and into January. Because it seemed like a good idea, <laughs> <laughs> and it probably hasn't been. No, but we started with breakfast beers at ten o'clock. Yes, and it's now two you, o'clock. You're not in a fucking confessional. Shut the fuck up. Yes. No, right. but, well, it's, I think it's important for context. No, no. Fuck. Get no. on with the fucking. You the okay. The man is waiting. The man. The man. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, please welcome the fantastic Wayne the Axe Maxwell. Yes. <laughs> G'day, lads. Hello, bloke. How are you? Fantastic. Now, for those of you who have overseas who don't know who this is, fuck off, all of you, <laughs> because this is an Australian bloody legend icon, Wayne the Axe Maxwell. Right. He's the Valentino Rossi of Australia. He is the Valentino Rossi of Australia. And, 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 He's and, about the same age, too. Yes, and Australia is in mourning right now. We are. Because he tells us he's gone to retire. He's retiring now. Wayne. What, what's going on, mate? Well, uh, yeah, this is it. I know we already had a, we've had a one false start last year with the saying I was going to retire, and we all thought we had the spicy fucking cough under control. But um, now nah, this time it's uh, it's for real. So um, yeah, it's been a fantastic journey, and uh, yeah. Well, well, get well, emo- I'll get all emotional on you blokes here in a minute if you keep asking too many questions. Well, that's all right. I'll, I'll make you fucking emotional. <laughs> so well, you, we're going to def- talk about your career a little bit. Yeah, well, you were defending champion this year and you you lost. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck's wrong with you? Fuck it. Well, it all was the first race and then it just continued on. It was just uh, yeah, one of those years and we weren't good enough. But um, look, still had a good time. Kicked a few boxes I haven't ticked before. So um yeah, really happy about that. Mate, you you still you still finished at the very top of your game. That that's obvious to anyone who follows ASBK. It was an unfortunate year, but you I, I bumped into you at Phillip Island because Phillip Island at the World Superbike Championship we had a, a few races of the ASBK series as well. And you it wasn't your greatest weekend. What two DNFs, two crashes and and uh and a race win. The other the other race was a really good win actually. Um and I, I, someone said to me, oh, at the end of Sunday, someone said, oh, go and say hello to Wayne. And I said, oh, I might leave him alone. hasn't been the hasn't been the, hasn't been the best afternoon. And then I saw you walking through the paddock with some coffees and going, hey, mate, how you going? And and I thought, you seem pretty happy. And you're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. It's all good. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem, isn't it? When you no longer give a fuck, like that's it's time to you know 
it's time to give it up, you know. So, um, yeah, it I d- guess, yeah. So it's, it's, I guess that was the try to roll with it, try to enjoy it and embrace it. Normally, I'd be furious and, um, yeah, in the pub having a fight on Sunday night. But the speed was there, though, wasn't it? That that was the good thing. Like when you can, you go out in race two. I think it was race two that you won, wasn't it? And then you had to chase down your teammate and 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 get in front and and take the win. It, it's good to to retire knowing that you, you might not have wrapped up the championship this year, but you still got the speed to bang with those boys and, and beat them. Yeah, having the speed is really, really good, and being you know in touch for the stuff I need to do in the future is is really good. So yeah, look, I'm 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 happy. Had a wonderful celebration, and um, yeah, I'm still celebrating. I should be celebrating with you boys now by the look of it. <laughs> Mate, tell me something. It, it's and, and you know, I, I pull this off from from some races that I've, I've I've heard who have retired in the past, and it's like a, an enormous weight has been lifted from your shoulders in many ways. You think, you know, sure, there's you miss the paddock and and the, and the excitement of racing and all that that magnificent stuff that drives you. But when it's over and you've made that mental decision that yeah, I'm done, is it a huge weight lifted off your shoulders? Yeah, in a roundabout way, you never like because you. Because I'm still competitive, I think I could just keep going and, you know, wanting to do that. But when it becomes a chore, that was like, you know, I was like thinking, geez, I've got to drag my ass out the door and go training and those things. And when it wasn't the thing at my forefront of my mind every waking moment, I guess um, I knew that part was over. But answering your question is, um, yeah, I think, yeah, it feels like a weight's lifted off my shoulders. I'm in one piece. My body's still healthy. Yeah, you know, I got that's, 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 hu- the, that's the best part for me. That's huge. That's that's a huge thing. It's like, like again, Rossi, he walks without a limp. He's got all his arms and legs, you know, and, and good to go. Yes, and you know, it, it's and your career has been an absolute marvel to follow. You know, you've been a huge ambassador for the sport. Um, tell me what what are you, what are the highlights for you? You know, like just going back, what are the things that really stick out in your mind? Oh, I guess the I guess the highlights for me was probably when I won my first championship with um, Suzuki to to work with to work with Phil and Warren and Lynn and the whole team was there at the time. I mean that that was pretty special because the attitude when I went there they were like you know with no one knew they offered my offered me my first ride in two thousand and two, which I stupidly declined, <laughs> and um, and uh, and ever since then it was always a running joke and um, yeah. So when I went. There, they're like we've won with multiple riders, but we think that you deserve to win a championship for all the effort and you've been close. And um, yeah, it was just a fantastic time, and um, that that was one of the ones. And then, I guess when I went to went with Craig because it was a different sort of thing, you know, we're a small team, a small operation. Craig had never even done a full, I don't think, done a full ASBK championship. He'd done some odd races with some odd riders, but then to do a full championship, and you know, we did two half ones to start with, I guess, but. Yeah, like to win with them is is pretty cool. So um, yeah, uh, I've had a good time. I mean, I've you know I've I've watched you in the pits on the on the races I've attended, and what I've noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong, is there's there's a level of intensity in the Maxwell pit garage that 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 you only ever see in in like world class sort of sort of sort of. Pit yeah, garage, yeah. you know, you see it in Mark Marquez's, you see it in in those you know top of like top level shit, and you know, despite the the, the shit facilities and all the stuff that you know, ASBK guys have to put up with, there's a level of intensity in your pit which beggars belief. You have to walk in there to see it. What do you attribute that to? Well, I guess a, a, a lot. Like I guess it winds back a bit. I guess when I realised I wasn't going to be in World Two Bike or racing overseas, I thought, well, I need to make a contribution and set a standard. 
in all areas I can on and off the track. So I guess it puts down to that. And, and I've always had that approach. So um, in our team, the other guys had that approach. So we keep each other accountable. And um, yeah, and that's why the team worked because everyone had exactly the same mindset, exactly the same thing, you know. No that, one turned on each other when things went bad. And that's why you have the championships to back it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, and it takes a team effort. Like we all, you know, we get the accolades as the rider and stuff, but without the bunch of guys I've had for the last few years, there's no way it ever would have happened. Sure. I mean, anyone, anyone who has gone to race sees very quickly that while the rider, while the rider is the, the point of the spear, there's a whole spear behind it, yes. you know, that, and without that, there's there's no point. For the last few years, uh, Wayne, uh, even more than a few years now, you've been the 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 the, the one that everyone looks up to. Uh, the, the riders that are with you and the younger ones coming through, they they're always looking up to Wayne. The, you know this. The, does that put some pressure on you, or you enjoy this being 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 basically the leader of 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 all the riders? They all look up to you. If Wayne says this, everybody thinks that I say my thing. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I try to make it, I make the sport better for everyone. That's what I yes. want to make it because I, I love it. So we all love it so much. It's the worst addiction that we, we could have, not maybe not the worst, but it's a pretty, <laughs> what, pretty bad one. What am I doing on my fucking Saturday? Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, it's built, it's built in. And, and um, yeah, so having that and having the young kids, I, I remember being a young kid and all I wanted to, you know, all I wanted to do is meet a guy like a, a superbike guy or a MotoGP rider and have them acknowledge that I existed and, you know, yeah. breathe. So I, I do that. I know all the kids' names. I, I keep an eye on the results and say, well done and, yeah, or, or not so well done. And then, yeah, look, it's 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 all part of it. And, um, yeah, we need this sport to keep alive and, uh, yeah, we need to get back on the world stage properly. Yes. Mate, i I got one for you. When you look at the, the current Australian Superbike Championship at the moment, there's, there's kind of the old the old stages without sort of you know using the word old too much. There's yourself, Herfoss. Established. established, established, established. There yes. you go. The legacy ride, the legacy <laughs> uh, Herfoss, Allerton, some of these boys well, that have been a, yeah been around for a long time, starring you know and 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 there's a level of intensity amongst all those riders. There's a, a there's yeah. a way they go about their business. That's yep. different to the the next level down. So the, the the guys that are sort of five to ten years behind you, Mike Jones, um, Crew Halliday, Dan Falzone, Arthur Sissis, Arthur Sissis, they're all lovely boys, right? They're the kind of boys. If you had a daughter, you'd be happy for her to bring them. Like if I had a daughter and she brought you home, I'd give her a fucking slap. At night. <laughs> Particularly, I'd, I'd turn up with a bottle of scotch. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's ex- that's exactly it. You turn up with a bottle of scotch, yeah, right. They, they, Those <laughs> other bitches that bring flowers for mum, right? Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. off, you know. <laughs> that'd be a six pack, six pack of watermelon cruises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess so. I guess my question is, how do you see the the future? So in five years' time, ten years' time for the Australian Superbike Championship, what do you think it looks like in terms of in terms of riders? We almost see the same thing at world championship level at the moment. You look at MotoGP. A lot of these boys, they're all buddies. Oh, mates! I just want someone to punch someone. <laughs> like, just let's just fucking fire things up. And well, the, just not 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 to, not to sort of put too hard a point on it, but this is exactly what Jeremy Burgess was saying when he was um running the the team with yeah, with, yeah. with Dewan and 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 all that and Rossi. He said there was an actual animosity between 
you know, if, if someone fucked Mick Dillon over on the weekend, that's it. Mick fucking burnt and never spoke to the prick again, right? Like, I fucking hate you. Rossi's the same. He fucking hates Marquez forever. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, you you saw Pino's on fucking Saturday night. Fucking Quattararo's sitting fucking just down with, with fucking Pecco Bagnai's teammate, team. Everybody's they're hugging all, they're and all kissing. Mates. They're all yeah. fucking mates. Fuck off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but how do, we, how do we, Wayne, how do we bring that into ASBK? Or, or, I mean, or is it needed? Yeah, oh, it's definitely it's definitely needed, hundred percent. Like, I mean, it's way easier to to park your bike in the someone side of someone you hate than the someone you like. A hundred, yeah, you don't think twice about it. But it, I mean, it's either bred into you, though. I think it's just now the society. It's either bred yeah. into you, like you know. I mean, I don't think it's a, a changeable thing. And if you're you know, we're also worried about sponsorship and image and stuff now, but it's it's not even about that. There is no real sponsors now because it's a, it's a user pays yeah. scenario, which is the saddest part. So that now all you do is lose your dignity if you you pay to suck cock now. That's just how it is. Like yeah. before, you just like yeah. like yeah, if someone's a dickhead, you're like you're a dickhead. Like, but now it's unfortunately, you know, you, you, everyone's so desperate to make it. It's just, yeah, the well, society. What, what you've said about sponsorship is, that, is exactly correct. I mean, we never thought any. A, any prick had fucking ever listened to this shit. And B, no, no one had ever fucking pony up to give us some money to do it. And, you know, we, we've got Honda, we've got Harley Davidson, we've got. We actually, and that's because our audience is huge and people listen to us. It was like Top Gear when Top Gear started. And I'm not comparing us to Top Gear. No, please not, don't. Well, I fucking can't do that. <laughs> but, you know, they, they, no one wanted fucking anything to do with them until they got an audience of one billion people. Yes. So it's it's like, you know, if, if you're a racer that's actually winning fucking titles and, and you're smashing them and you're actually, you know, wow, look at me, look at this guy go, then who fucking cares about the fucking sponsors? No. But you the thing know? is, though, it's a little bit like... So here's the problem with Australian racing at the moment is he's trying to get crowds, right? So we saw what happened when Jack Miller gets involved at, at the bend of the last round of ASBK. All of a sudden, we, we fill the grandstands, right? There's people people come from everywhere to go and watch. The crowd at, at Phillip Island for World Superbikes was, was way down, mainly, mainly because it was a, only a month away from MotoGP at Phillip Island. So, you know, some people who would normally go to both events every year couldn't go to both events. But you, you look at your average ASBK round, and, and let's go back 25 years, yeah. 30 years. When Matt Maladden was racing the Australian Road Racing Championship, we were going to Oran Park. There'd be 30,000, 40,000 people there, right? It, the, yeah. the place was full, right? So Yes, but it's a different time now. There's Netflix and fucking, <laughs> you know, kids and iPhones and shit. So, I mean, the, the, but that's a good point. When, how would you, if you they gave you the series to run next year, what would you do? What what two things would you do to make the Australian Championship better? Well, I think first of all is now is the the superbike class. You know, the level here is obviously still at a reasonably high level. You know, like yes. Jack Miller, yeah, for sure, his bike's not as wasn't as good as mine or whatever. But he also is ridden away from the MotoGP field at races, which is no mean feat. So, and he's competitive every like you know nearly every weekend. So he obviously got a rough idea on how to ride so but I, I i think i think the biggest thing that i would change is we need to at the moment it's you know the biggest problem i see is we pay so we pay whatever it is a thousand bucks entry per round and then when we don't attend a media thing or don't do anything we get fined so to me it's all backwards that's like i get fined at every round because i'm like oh, i'm not going to sign 
to some shopping centre that's half shit organised to go and sign or whatever. I've got stuff yeah. to do with the team. So what it needs is like a, a, a relationship between that. They need their teams to help to promote the sport. So having like a, an active website, people that go out and do promotion would get a discount. Like So currently they have, they have a tier system for the team. So our team is... Uh, our team was judged exactly the same as Yamaha, Ducati and Honda, the factory teams. So like, and they're like, we base it on results. I'm like, well, it can't be based on results because we don't have the same budget. So it has to be based on budgets or factory support or any of those. So I think what they need to do, and then, and then they want us to have pit boxes that look fantastic and all the rest of that. And then they try to put some rider behind you in the pit box that has to try to squeeze past all your pit walls and do all that. So I think there's a, there's a little bit of a, a miscommunication of how it has to be run. But overall, that's what needs to happen is that the, the, the riders, the Subite riders need to be the forefront of it because we have the following and all of those things there. If we do promotional activities and give back to the sport, we would get a, a discount or a rebate or something. Yeah, an incentive. Those, an incentive. An incentive to do it, not not like you know, if we don't do something, you get a like you get fined. So because we're as I said, it's user user pays and it's how do you fine on top? So I think that their idea is really good overall. But on the weekend at the bend, I was approached by several teams to become the Subite Riders representative. They want you know they're all happy to pay to, for me to go to each round and represent the teams to try to build a relationship with them. So you know, for instance, okay, we go this. We still don't have a full calendar out for next year. It's no, it's December, you know. You, yeah. You got to we've got to find four hundred k between now and February. You know, it's difficult to do. Um, try to get the TV numbers out of them. That'll take it too long. So I say, all right, we'll do this for you. <clears throat> okay, we'll do that. But within seven days of each race, I want the TV numbers, crowd numbers. You know, who's doing what, who's doing whatever. Let's try to work together and build a relationship because I think, like, not they can't do it on their own. We can't do it on our own. So it has to be done collaboratively. Well, it's manifestly obvious they can't do it on their own. <laughs> no, they haven't. <laughs> you know, they haven't. And they, you know, it, it's it's all these fucking missed opportunities. You know, they got blokes like Wayne Maxwell or, you know, and some of the some of the blokes and, you know, the races are actually hugely personable. Yeah. We're, we're blessed in Australia that some of the blokes are great. You stick a camera in their face and they know. They know this has to happen. And they're not doing, they're not capitalising on that. No. They've got to understand this. You're fucking in the business of entertainment, right? Entertain. And don't, and don't put on a, a TV broadcast that talks to me like I'm a fucking three-year-old. Yeah. That, that's that's like it's fucking unwatchable. Right? The, yeah. the racing's fantastic, but no, uh, and yeah, sorry, sorry, go tug. Yeah, but it, it's like and 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 to you know that we, we were getting a the major motorsport coverage is on like KO. You know what I mean? Like that's our major scene. If you if you watch motorbikes, uh, you know I guarantee way more people in Australia have got the KO app rather than the MotoGP app to watch that because they get sure. to watch World Superbike. Sure, and to to sell that uh, to sell that away for a figure that I feel was not very – or I've heard that is not very high, done way more damage than than I feel. Like, that, that's that's my opinion. Without seeing the nat- numbers, that's just from the feedback I've seen. So, for us, those things hurt. And there was no consultation to the, to the teams because we have no skin in the game. So, that's why I'm saying let's get some skin in the game with everyone and let's 
you know, Fuck yeah. gets too far gone. Fuck yeah. I, I, I totally agree. There's uh, there's a lot that needs to be done, and uh, you know that, you know, we can talk about that on another time quietly, uh, Wayne, because we both have uh, good ideas on some of that. <laughs> but but what do you think about <laughs> what do you think about it going to the, the uh, Fred as always says it it got to be summer icing, not the winter icing. What do you think? Do you think we're running the series at the wrong time? Yeah, I think we have to do an assessment on it. Like less competition for sport, for sure. Summer could be doing that. Um, you know, like to to start. Um, like say in the middle of the year, maybe if they want to do Darwin, if they continue to want to do Darwin with the V8s for the Superbikes only, yes, yeah. Start in the middle of the year and then work, you know, spring and spring and summer. Whether you work out your finishing before Christmas or you finish at World Superbikes in February, yes, they're the two things you have to to work out. You know, we're seeing it now with Supercross; they don't give a shit. They just race like whenever, and the manufacturers are in. You know, we got contracts overlapping contracts, but they're all still there. That's right. Yeah, they all still turned up because the show, you know, the show must go on. So yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm up for. I'm up for anything. If you've got an idea and, and or someone has got an idea, you never well, shoot it down. We're the, yeah. we're the only country in the world here that 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 does the series in the in the in the winter. Every other championship has it in the summer. I know it's the same time as uh, as the MotoGP and everything else, but over the summer, you get these guys coming down from uh, AMA, from British Superbike, from World Superbike, from MotoGP. They want to come down here, and not only this is where they can train and race yeah. and wildcard. It's it's a no and that, that can only improve our guys. Improves our guys. It improves the television qu- yeah. product. Improves the money. Improves the money. Improves the credit. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. It's always made sense to Friday, but somehow it doesn't happen. I've tried. I've tried. I know. I've tried. God knows I know. Right. It's like fucking wedding any ritual. Anyway, fuck it. Let, let, <laughs> so what's next for Wayne the next world? fucking depressing. What's happened next? Yes. What's, what's next? Wayne doing now? What's well, going to happen? I'll tell you what he's doing next is he's... Wayne, it's Wayne's. It's your lovely wife's birthday, isn't it? Or just just gone? Yeah, it's just a wedding anniversary and birthday. The two for one deal. Whoa, there you go. You're and a you, lucky bastard. Don't buy the buy the present. And you yeah. you posted a, a lovely photo of her and your and your two kids on on Facebook yesterday. And her shirt has been has been autographed by Jorge. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. how, how, how I haven't actually. I, I, she didn't. She's flat out in her little shop with her with her clothes. She's got a pop up store, but yeah, I haven't actually said to her. Or she hasn't said to me. What was old mate talking about? Said, who's George? <laughs> she hasn't said who's George. Who's George? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it says it says yeah. Jorge on her shirt. I'm waiting for the Wayne Maxwell signature fragrance, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> smell it, Wayne. Okay, what 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 we're on? What mate, would we call that? <laughs> The what? axe. Yeah, true. Yeah. Listen, Wayne, are you like, let's go back to Moto GP for a second, <laughs> right? What was your take this year on what happened in Moto GP? I mean it was you know, Peko won, fucking Jack tried, the wheels fell off the captain's bus. Tell us what your take was on this. Well, I'm just dumbfounded at the amount of DNFs. That's the that's the that's the <laughs> yeah. like, that's the craziness. Like so dumbfounded at the amount of DNFs that you know that's come from a guy who had four DNFs this year. But I mean, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, like for those yeah. and yeah, for those out, out guys, of six races though, fucking you know. Yeah, that's right. And, like the level though is like like the level of MotoGP and the speed of the bikes and the technology. Like it's you know. It's unbelievable. Like I start, I stopped. You know, I'm not. I never really watched F1, but it bores me to because yeah. they don't overtake and they fucking follow each other around and pass you in the pits if your mechanic couldn't get the wheel on fast enough or some shit like that. <laughs> but 
Like, but in MotoGP, like there, like the the bravery though to be like rubbing elbows at 350, 60 kilometers an hour, and the way they go about their business is, um, you know, the skill level is really starting to show through. The disappointing part for us is we're only, you know, a contract away from having not a not a rider in MotoGP. You know, yeah. two bad years away from, you know, yeah, so exactly. that that's a scary part for me. Well, there's one guy coming. You know, when he finally gets into Moto2, because he's not allowed in next year, we're going to be talking to him too. It's Senna Aegis. He, he, he came over there, did a wild card at the last round in, a, in a ASBK. The, fi- the bastard, he come a second. Yeah, it's so it's so good. I mean, uh, he comes from a fantastic family. Yeah. They, they, he, uh, you know, I speak to him about him behind his back regularly to <laughs> a mate of mine, a mate, uh, an old mate of mine, Haddo, Tony Hatton. Yeah. So... Yeah, so he, you know, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Dave, uh, Dave, the tail tug over there does as well. So, look, it's, um, yeah, look, it's really, really good. They seen a, they, they did some stuff here and in Japan, and then they went to Europe, and they've put, they're getting a return for the effort they put in. They've yes. done the training, they've done the work. He's a, he's a nice kid. Yeah, he, 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 he's got a great work ethic, and he's obviously got some talent. So, I mean, yeah, it's really good to see, and it's just for me the encouragement. To see that them get the work and get the result, I know that that's what we're missing here. We don't have a program that's good enough for our kids. Yeah, that, and, um, that's I'm so seeing true. it more than ever. Well, speaking of programs, you've been working with the Mini GP. You have the Mini GP guys here, the the, the young kids on the Avales. How is that going? Yeah, I mean it was good. Obviously, we took over, you know, Harry Watts and Tieran Fleming over to to Valencia. I yeah. didn't get to go, and Nick, my partner, went over and. Um, yeah, it really showed the shortfall. I mean, in hindsight, we'd done, you know, four race weekends with the kids. I mean, the, the the Europeans and that probably do more in a fortnight than we did all year. So we're currently working on a way to fix it, and it's not a light switch fix. It's it's a long commitment, week in and week out. So, you know, my way of thinking is now we need like a development matrix and 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 something for the kids to work through. We have an academy where we bring a bunch of kids in. You know, I've got a bunch of good sponsors still to to assist with that, and then um, you know it, the ones. It, it worked. It worked for Rossi. It if it yeah. was, if it wasn't that, that his academy, we'd be looking at an all Spanish grid. Yeah, definitely. Like, and and you're seeing it. Everyone's taking that approach now. It's 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 hard work. I I'm dumbfounded how we ever ended up so good in Australia <laughs> way back way back when. To be honest, I don't know because. You know that the as humans we've changed a little bit, or or whatever, or the the coaching now, and or they've gotten that much better. I mean, you know, even even at my level, as we spoke about before with Jack, like we're not terrible, but then the gap below us is, you know, you're starting to see that, like with Supersport and and three hundreds. It's just, you know, Brock Pearson's obviously you know got talent, but he's struggling on the superbike to, to get in the top ten. You yeah. know, so and he's a super sport champion. So look, yeah. So and it's not the kids' fault. It's not. It's no one's fault. I just don't think we've exposed them to a high enough level of competition, of, um, yeah. of training and and of experience and expectation. So I think, um, yeah, that starts from when we're ten when they come into the mini GP program. Well, that's right. I mean, Senna goes over. Senna was a very good rider and Australian champion in the junior classes. He goes over there, and you know, he, he went into Moto three, not having too much luck. He shot up a little bit. Then got some good training, good experience, 
he got Leon Camia helping him train, who's also a very tall rider, so he knows yeah. knows what he's talking about, you know. And look what's happened this year. He's second in the in the the Moto Two in CV, and and he does the three wild cards with the Mark VDS. Finishes top ten in the last race, come ninth. Seriously, in in the World Championship in Moto Two, they offer him contracts for next year. He can't because he's too young. They want don't they want Leo, mm. so he has to wait one more year. Just to see the growth and one more year, oh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in, in say 2024 in Moto 2. And, and yeah. I, t- I, t- I take what you're sorry, Wayne, I take what you're saying on board, but we need more than one center ages, we need like half a dozen of them. Yes, we do, you know, but they're never going to let a half a dozen center ages from Australia into Moto 2 or Moto 3. <laughs> we, need to f- we need to find those, yeah. those nuggets of gold. Those guys with the most potential and give them the opportunity. Hmm. You can't. Yes, you know. I, I think we need to like find a bunch of them and then like they need to fight it out because that's yes. how the level gets yeah. up. You yes, need to, yes. You need give to be them. just slit the other one's throat to. Yeah. Yes, because fuck yes. What, give them <laughs> knives. <laughs> but that's honestly that's what you need. You need that. You need that killer. Yes. Like you, you, you need that last little bit. You know. Imagine if Santa had been exposed from ten a little bit more. Like wind it back a bit. Like. What I've seen is the work that uh, my dear old friend, racing rival Damien Cutland did, yes. that has now become too difficult or stopped because of you know the certain categories have changed. I'm now you're now seeing a problem that that the work, he's not putting in the work. You know Carter Thompson's the, the the last one. You know the last one that I'm really seeing that's that he put the work into, and you know the training on the go kart tracks and those things like the Spanish and the Italians are now doing is um. Yeah, we're seeing a massive hole. So that's uh, that's my next mission. It's that's really? my life, next life dedication. Yeah, that, that's that's. I mean, it's very true. You know, you, you, Carter Thompson, Dame has done an amazing job with Carter Thompson, and and Carter's someone to watch in the Red Bull rookies this year. But uh, I think this is not about one person's program or another person's program. It's about guys like you and Damien and other guys coming together and just working on the best formulas for these kind of things. You know, because you all know what you're talking about. You, you're Wayne. You're basically you're our only hope. You know, uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> nah, you, 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 you laugh it off, but it's true. If it wasn't for guys at your level prepared to put in the yards and the fucking money and 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 the effort and all that shit, we'd be fucking worse off than we are now. Yeah, you know, and yeah. And, yeah. And, and no one seems to acknowledge that. I mean, I I think it's great. I, I'm in awe. But the thing is, this. it's a it's a battle for us too because we there's a, there's a bunch of talent in in dirt track. Right, so your Carter Thompsons and all of these boys, most of them have all come through dirt track, and so they they come through dirt track where there's not a lot of money. The families are putting money in, but oh, they're, yeah. but they're not used to putting in the amount of money that you need to go road racing. That's a and, completely and in, and different and in Europe and in Europe, completely different scenario. Right, you can be competitive national championship quality at dirt track as a 10 year old and the amount of money you have to spend a big chunk of it goes in building a couple of bikes and traveling around right and they sleep in their trailers at the tracks right so whereas you you start road race a whole different level but entry fees are like five if you're going to if you're going to give your child that opportunity you've got to go all in you've got to sell a fucking farm and go all in yeah Yeah. and and this what we're seeing families do but you've got to have a lot of you know, you've got to be that kid who goes, fuck this, I'm going, you know, I, I'm going for broke. This, my family's depending on this. Yep. And you see things, kids do this. Mm. Okay, well. Yeah. So, Wayne, what, so next year, I hope next year you keep those bastards honest, and I hope next year 
you uh, we see more of you. That's but, for sure. Uh, tell me, mate, um, while we're talking about next year, what are your views about Moto GP next year? Who do you who are you liking? Who are you what are you seeing? Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm hoping the I'm hoping KTM. They've put a lot of key people in place that, as you guys know, to, yeah. to you know, you know, they've brought someone in, Jack. I'm hoping, on my thing personally, Jack. You know, sure. his, big, his best attribute is his biggest downfall. If they can't <laughs> yeah. find it, uh, and it always it's every rider's. If it, they can't find him a setting that works, he's like, just give the fucking thing, and I'll just wring its neck, and he drags a lap out of him qualifying. Yep. But then perhaps this is not any conversation I've had with him or whatever. I'm speaking a little bit out of school, but just from what I see, his talent is huge. So they can get him a little bit more comfortable on the bike and better and stuff and get the most out of him. I'm hoping we can see him, you know, compete hard there for KTM. The Ducatis are going to be really hard to beat, but unfortunately the poor old Japanese manufacturers that once dominated are now just going to be we making were, up we, the numbers. We were talking about that with um, Nigel Harvey. He said it's, it's the rise of the – it's the twilight of the Japanese and the rise of, yeah, the Aprilias, the, the KTMs, the Ducatis and – I mean, fuck, there's eight Ducatis there. There would be more if they could do it, right? Mm. And and that's just the way it is. It's, it's, yeah, but you've got, to, you've got to remember, though, Fabio Quattararo is 20 horsepower away from winning another championship. Well, Fabio's special. Look, we got, yeah, yeah. but we've all been we've all been through this. We've been through these years where Honda have dominated, Yamaha have dominated mm. for years and years. So it's Ducati's turn. Yeah. But it won't stay like that. The world knows this. It eventually it will swing around to another manufacturer. Which is why the sport is so as exciting as it is, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. yeah. So, Wayne, are you staying involved in your team next year? What's the plan? Yeah, look, I, no, we're talking to a number of riders currently, like having a bit of a look, and obviously I'd like to you still fucking, be at You haven't fucking called me or anything. Fucking yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously Josh, 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 did a, Josh did an awesome. Uh, don't, uh, don't call me, I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I should, I, I'm always available to come and motivate any of your riders. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, everyone's pretty motivated at this stage. Yeah, you haven't Josh, seen Josh, fucking motivation yet. <laughs> Josh is a likely choice. He's done a fantastic <laughs> yeah. job, and um, Josh is great, yeah, yeah, you know he's got ex- experience and pedigree. So yeah, he's that. So it's just a matter of piecing all that together. As I said, it's so late now for our guys. It's you know everyone needed a little rest, so we had this week off from our usual daily conversations. I said we'll chat next week, and um, yeah, look, then we'll go and see what we can put piece together, and um, yeah, have another crack at it. Well, you're not. Yeah, you're still going to be around. You're still going to be there. Yeah, definitely. I'd like still like to be in the paddock. I'd like to I'd like to be involved and try to help continue to help ASBK get to where it is. And and just I'll touch on one thing that Fredo said before about the uh, about the cost and the money. I think it needs the money needs to come into the sport at, at ASBK. They need to give a product that people want to put money into, and then that will filter back down yeah. to the to, to the lower. And then that's what needs that's what needs to happen. So that's my ulterior motive in the background to try to help them with that and you know and work with them so great i i i'm really glad you say this you you ring up peter goddard and say come have a beer pit that's what you said to him <laughs> and and uh, and and i know he listened to you thank you so much for joining us and we wish you all the best and thank you so much for a wonderful entertaining career of racing we yeah. really appreciate yeah, wayne, watching you wayne i mate you, you meeting you and watching you bang has been some of the highlights 
of the last couple of years for me. I'll never forget, you know, on the on the pit wall there at Goldman, you coming past me, you know, like less than a foot away at eight billion miles an hour, going motherfucker. I know this guy. Look at this shit, right? It's just, uh. you know, I, I'm the, I'm that little kid, you know, I'm that little kid being acknowledged by a superbike racer, right? <laughs> so, mate, thank you so much. No, and uh, thank to all you guys and what you do and the passion you bring to the sport. We love it. So, thank you and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry and Christmas. To you. Merry Christmas, mate. Cheers, mate. Talk Ciao. Ciao. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Hope you've enjoyed the show. That's uh, the end of that particular summer session. And keep an eye out on our podcast. <laughs> Let me do that again. No, don't do it again. Yeah, I want to do it again. No, oh, no, no. You're doing really you're well. Doing no, great. Shit. Get this the what, fuck on with this it. This is what I'm afraid I need to do this shit. I'm fucking hopeless <laughs> <open Saturday. laughs> at Okay, do it again. You ready? I'll start again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> what are you rooting? Stop rooting things. <laughs> He's rooting the table. Hope you're enjoying our summer sessions. We recorded all of these in like one day. Yeah. Yeah. The drug and then, case of beer. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point, we'll record something else in early January. <laughs> we'll get together and drink and record. Yeah, yeah let's do a well, – maybe we'll do a Christmas special. But by the time they're hearing this, it's probably already Fuck past them. Christmas. Fuck have Serbian Christmas. Anyway, go to our website. <laughs> go to our website, motopg.co. MotoPG.co and follow the links. Join Patreon, you fucking cheap assholes. <laughs> fucking join up, get the good shit, and go and buy t shirts because otherwise we can't afford Christmas presents for our poor children. I don't have any children. <laughs> I told you it was a bad idea to do this. Yeah, why did you let him do this? I don't know. I think it was great. That was some of my stop best work. Stop talking now. It was some of stop, my best stop work. Stop talking now. I thought it was good. No, stop talking. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>